0: You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast,
1: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Wednesday, November 28th. Brandon Beam, Matt Hayes in the house like we always are. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get into today. Yeah, um, other
0: than the fact that if I can survive this, I mean, hypothermia gosh. may set in. You know, it's probably about 20 degrees here in Columbus, Ohio. That's fine. Like, No, that's not know, fine. But listen, I, we're built for winter, I'm right? Not. Like, you may not like it, Maddie, but the insides, your DNA, you're built for winter because you've <laughs> survived it for so long, all okay. right? It's like you're living up in the wall. You just kind of learn to deal with it. And then I come inside. Mm. I'm fine with it being cold outside. Usually I have a hoodie on. Yep. I got some sort of a sweater on, something yep. like that. So when I shed my big parka, you know, I'll be a, I'll be all good to go. But I walk into the studio. I just have a long sleeve T-shirt on today because mm. we're planning on going to the Ohio State basketball game later. So I just you know. got What a long did I tell se-
1: you before we walked in here? You
0: you gave me a warning flare, and buckle I didn't up. listen. You said buckle up in our studio where we're recording this from this. Thing, I don't. We don't have a temperature gauge in here, but I'm telling
1: you, I can see my breath. Woo. It's like 50 degrees out in it here. It is icy in here. It's like the Night King came through here with his ice dragon. It really and just did. Set the studio ablaze Whew. with an ice Man. with some just oh fury of ice coming out of the dragon's mouth. Look, I'm not with this. I don't know what's going on. You go in Bob Taylor Studio, it's warm. You come in the studio we're in, it's an ice box. Look, going James to Chop Ler- Studio, he's fine. James, James Lernidas, this, this guy is just an absolute animal just a savage just look at staring this guy at us through the glass why don't you just come on in here why don't you just come yep yeah, and he's making fun of his producer chops who does sip out of a grown man sippy cup that is definitely a sippy cup we are acknowledging the fact well i just welcome james in, and he gave us a note. okay when you're a bucket hall of famer you can do it's too big, too big time want. for us but we got a lot to get into beam and i are going to the basketball game tonight acc big ten Championship challenge not the championship you got jim Bayheim in the house mm-hmm. his famous zone defense we'll get into all that in the last block but the big thing that we're here to talk about today is what was revealed last night at yep. about what, 710? Yeah, that's right. About 710. Uh, the rankings were spilled out by ESPN, Reese Davis, Joey Galloway, David Pollack, all those guys up there. Um, and look, Ohio State came in at six. And I don't know if you were surprised. I was not surprised by this. I at think all. they were either going to be five or six.
0: We talked about it a little bit on the podcast. Absolutely. Yesterday. I
1: didn't know if the Michigan thumping would be enough to get them over Oklahoma when you look at what Oklahoma's done. Um, I think they're deserving of being there at five. Now, their one losses to Texas in that game, we know it was a shootout. There's a lot of turnovers in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing here now is the debate that we need to have about Oklahoma and Ohio State and what happens on Saturday. Let's say if both teams do win and Alabama also wins in this game. Um, I. I, I... It's tough for me because of what the committee has laid out last year. And I know they always say they reset everything. They don't look at what's going on last year and combine it with everything that's going on this year. But the precedent that they set last year, when a team like Ohio State gets stumped by Iowa and you get the same storyline again this year where you get hammered by by Purdue on the road, I don't know if the committee is going to be able to get that out of their mind. Now, on the flip side of that, I thought David Pollack brought up an interesting point where he talked about he was essentially saying, well, Oklahoma, you know what you're getting every week, right? Sure. And with Ohio State, it's been kind of a back and forth about, is it are they really the team that played against Michigan? Like a or box of chocolates, man. It, you you just know just what never you're gonna know get. what you're going to get. Shout out Forrest Gump. Yeah, shout out to Forrest Gump. Gump. My man just cooling on the bench. Mm-hmm. Great cardio, though yeah really phenomenal is. phenomenal cardio but with Ohio State he was making the case that you just don't know what you're going to get and I happen to agree with what Herbie was saying after that where he was saying well should we really just be accepting the fact that Oklahoma for four straight weeks has got 40 points put on their head and that's really a national championship caliber team look offensively they're off the chain you yeah. know how great Kyler Murray is this cat came out and said that he's not even going to play football anymore he's going to go to the major leagues and I totally understand that because that's more guaranteed money you should definitely do that but with Oklahoma and Ohio State here, the defensive lapses that Oklahoma always had and has had all year long—is that going to be enough for the committee to say, you know what, Ohio State is better than Oklahoma if they do come out and win the Big Ten championship game? That's going to be so fascinating when we get to Sunday at noon.
0: Yeah, it is, and you look at everything, and I think that there's both. Argue- I think that there's sides of arguments, Maddie, for both teams. I think you can look at it in a light and look at Oklahoma and say, alright, well, when they played the teams that they were ranked, you know, they won, they had the close loss to Texas, but their defense has been bad all year. You know, we talk about them as a high-potent scoring offense all the time. You do a little bit of digging into that and you see that Ohio State is number two in the country in scoring offense. You know, so you, know, you look at both sides of the equation on that and you say, yeah, high-scoring offense, they could possibly stay in a game. Their defense sucks. Who have they played? So there's both arguments and it's the same thing with Ohio State. You know, you look at that team And how they played last week, and you say, well, if if you can get that performance out of the uh, you know, like the great white buffalo, the thing that doesn't come off come around very often, but if you can get that performance all the time, then that's a team who could legitimately contend for a national championship. That's a defense who could lock it down, do whatever they need to do uh to get Dwayne Haskins enough time to do what he needs to do on the offensive side of the ball. And then the flip side for the argument. Against Ohio State is the blowout loss to Purdue. That's all we're talking about. We're talking about a twenty-nine point beatdown to a Purdue team that had to win this past week and win the old Oaken bucket against Indiana to become bowl eligible on the season. So I think that, you know, you look at those two. And for me, I think what it's going to come down to, because I really do, I think it is splitting hairs. And if, you know, we read you the 538 projections and how Mm -hmm. Ohio State's a slight favorite according to, you know, their empirical database and studies and everything like that to get into the college football playoff, I just... I just think you're lying if if you know what's gonna happen. Because let's say no, that uh, Oklahoma goes out and they beat Texas, Ohio State goes out and beats Northwestern, then I think it's honestly a coin flip. I really do. Let me see this, man. Yeah. So I
1: think the score what the first time that they played, let me pull it up right here. Actually it was forty eight to forty five off the top. Yeah, forty eight to forty five when they lost to Texas. Yeah. Let's say we get that same type of score and Ohio State goes into Indy, and they say, let's say they beat Northwestern, let's say thirty four to twenty one. Okay. Both teams win. Mm-hmm. Alabama wins, so you know they're in. What team would you take? And that's the first part. And what do you care about? Are if we you... saying that Notre Dame, Clemson, and Bama are 1-2-3? Oh, and three? That's it. That's okay. a lot come Sunday. So Sunday morning when we wake up, and you know Oklahoma won by 3 against Texas in another game where they give up 40-plus points. Ohio State, they don't demolish Northwestern, but they win the game pretty handily. And let's say, like I said, they win at 34-21 or, or something like that what team would you roll with? Would you be able to get over the fact that they had the terrible loss or would you just, in the back of your mind, say, man, this Oklahoma defense is garbage. They're absolutely garbage. Is that national championship worthy? What would Brandon Bean care about if he was in the committee room Sunday, let's say, at 10 a.m.? I think when you roll the clock back, Matty, and you look back um, you know, to the 2014 team, when they
0: come off the evisceration of Wisconsin, they obviously get in. But, you know, this was a very, very close scenario of what happened during that year. It's why the Big 12 implemented a Big 12 title game, because you remember TCU and Baylor were hot on the heels of Ohio State, 5 and 6. They yep. both had claims uh, to be that fourth team in the college football playoff to go play Bama down in the Sugar Bowl. Um, but really, I, I just I think if if you lay that scenario out for me, I don't even know. And the only reason why I would say one team or another right now where I sit is because I'm an Ohio State grad. Like, of course, I'm going to say you need to put Ohio State in. And Urban Meyer seems to be, Urban and Dabo seem to be the only people that can unlock the key to beating Nick Saban. All right. Like, and if you ask me, yes, yeah, we've seen it. We've seen Urban do it multiple times at Florida. We yep. saw him do it the one time here at Ohio State. We We're saw not. we saw Dabo beat him in a classic national championship game with Almost Deshaun Watson. Almost beat the year before. Exactly. And so you look at me and you tell me that Ohio State wins by what? 15, 14 points or something like that. Oklahoma gives up 45 points in a shootout and they win the Big 12 championship by three points. I would say that with Oklahoma giving up five 40-point games in a row Mm. to a Texas team that was beaten by Maryland earlier in the year. Now listen, I know that that was a long time ago. Texas is a different team. Ellinger kind of has that thing rocking down there, but for me I do think it would be so hard for the committee not to put the Big Ten champion in over the Big 12. You know what that is. You know what that conference is. It paper papier-mâché defenses all year long. Ohio State just blitzed the number one defense in the country, the number four team in the college football playoff rankings. You look at Michigan, and I think it speaks a lot to what the committee thinks about Michigan because they only dropped them to number seven. Right. All right, so now Ohio State has a win over the number four team. You have the Michigan being the number seven team. I think they think very, very highly of Michigan. And if it weren't for Notre Dame and Clemson being undefeated, Michigan would have probably been up
1: there at 2-3. and three. Not only do you have Michigan there at 7, you got Penn State looming at 12. Now, sure. I, I thought they would be a little bit higher, but look, for some reason, this committee is all over LSU, a three-loss team. They're still hanging out in the top 10. Florida, also a three-loss team, is in the top 10, sitting there at 9. Look, the SEC has eight teams in the top 25. Eight. So that lets you know, we talked about this, when the LSU thing happened, the first initial rankings, and they came you out knew. with two losses, yep. That was a nice little safety blanket for Bama and the SEC that – if, in if, Georgia, too. Absolutely, if for Georgia, too. So, look, I think there's so many different scenarios out there for Ohio State. The biggest one is, if you're an Ohio State fan, we said it yesterday, you need to be roll-tied and all day long on Saturday roll-tied afternoon. Roll-tied and okay, cool hookup. Absolutely, because the one thing that you don't want is for Bama to lose a tight game because I think they are going to get the benefit of the doubt, and honestly, I think they deserve it with the way that they've looked all year long where they've been handling teams week in and week out. So we'll talk a little bit more about this uh, college football playoff here in a second, but I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Or you're sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win. Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. You get $30 a month, ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and a whole lot more. No useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees. Cancel any time you want. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. We'll be back in a second. This is Locked On Buckeyes. Your team every day. So the biggest thing outside of what um what we talked about in the college football playoff to me is the SEC thing. Now with Northwestern, that was very interesting to me, being because they won a game last week and fell two spots. Now I think either way, when you go out and you can, and I don't think the committee is going to have respect for a Pat Fitzgerald team who they knows mm-hmm. doesn't have the talent for Ohio State, but they do play uh, over their skis to me a lot of times, and in a game like this. To where, you know, I've been freaking out since the the end of the Michigan game about the emotional letdown. I think that's a very real thing because we see it all the time on the flip side when teams get done playing Ohio State, right? And the week later, they completely lay an egg. I think it can work in the opposite opposite way as well. When Ohio State, all season long, you're gearing up for this Michigan game. We heard guys, we saw Mike Weber's tweet last week. All that stuff mattered. The trash talk from Karan Higdon sure. hearing from the national pundits how they can't hang with Michigan. Look, that stuff matters. So this week, will they be able to regroup emotionally? That's going to be a big thing. But you go out, beaming, you handle the number 21 team in the country fairly well. As long as the defense isn't Swiss cheese on Saturday. Yeah. They're going to get respect from the committee because the committee knows offensively what this team could do, especially what they just did to Michigan, right? A team that only gave 13 and a half points a game and you put up over 60, could have had 70 if you really wanted it in that game. So to me, just take care of your business. You'll know what's going on. We talked about it yesterday, right, with, this, with the way the championship game schedule is laid out. They'll know what's going on. The biggest uh, oh, thing Oh, by the time being, that they
0: cook, kick that sucker off at 8-15, they'll know. They'll know, they'll they'll know their know. fate.
1: They'll yeah. know their fate. So the thing is— defensively just lock in. Offensively, I'm never going to be worried. We've been saying that every single week on this yep. podcast. With number seven, you're good to go. But defensively, those guys have to be able to ball out the way they did. Malik Harrison, Pete Warner, all those guys, especially in the linebacking core, Devon Hamilton, all those guys that stepped up, Beam, have to repeat that performance if Ohio State wants to have a chance to really play for a national championship come Sunday at noon.
0: Absolutely they do, and I think the biggest thing when you look at this game, Maddie, um, I talk about it all the time, when people go into Northwestern. And look, you gotta give Pat Fitzgerald credit. I mean, he's All day long. Fifteen and one in his last sixteen games uh in the Big Ten. All right. Fifteen and one, Northwestern.
1: 15-1. and one. And go look at their recruiting right? classes the last two to three years at Northwestern and see the cats that they're getting. They're you, doing great. I guarantee you, you can probably count less than a, maybe a handful of four or five star recruits in the last three years that yeah. they're getting there. And so the fact that they're doing that, and listen, we talk
0: about the Big Ten West all the time and how it's not the best conference, how it's not the best division. We know that. But still, to come out of that, on, on top of that division with teams like Wisconsin and Iowa, you know, that's tough to do. No doubt. But I think the biggest advantage for Ohio State on Saturday lies in the venue because you see teams go to Northwestern all the time and have trouble. It's because of that long, slow grass that they play on, it's a sleepy little town, Evanston. You don't think anything about it. It's in the shadow of Chicago. This Listen, Northwestern is going to have a spotlight on them Saturday night. They yep. could be giant slayers, okay? They could take down Ohio no State doubt. and ruin and, and all State. Of this debate. Of course. Uh, you have to win the game first. Let's not forget that. But when you look at just – That track that they have in Indianapolis, that's an NFL speed field. It is inside. It is controlled environment. Ohio State, when they get into a controlled environment, you play a game in a dome – you play a game that is on a fast track yep. like that. I think every advantage that Northwestern has in home games flips totally to the opposite when they go and play on a fast track like that. Ohio State, there's no doubt, has the better athletes on the team. Yep. No doubt about it. It's not it. close. It's not even close. It's not close. And so if you can get to Clayton Thorson and you have that edge rush, if you get Draymond Jones unleashed, yeah. Chase Young, Big BB. you want to yeah, get Robert Robert Landers into the game. You uh kind of dial up some blitzes there with Harrison And Borland and all Mm -hmm. these players, it could be a long night for Northwestern. So I think the biggest advantage for Ohio State lies on the surface and the arena that they're playing in. Ohio State has been here before. They've been here four times before. This is their fifth trip to the Big Ten championship game, all right, with the chance to win their third out of their five trips. And so. It's the first time Pat Fitzgerald has brought his team over here. You could be bright eyed, you know, starry. You don't know what's going yeah. on. It could be too much for you, too much for the moment. Right. And I think the biggest factor, at least for me, is where the game is being played and the surface that it's being played. I agree. On.
1: That's a great point. You talk about just what, what we saw Paris Campbell do, not only last week, but you know, all the time. in the pat in the yeah. previous years, all season long. His speed on the edge. They can't match that. Now, the thing I have respect for is Pat Fitzgerald's team. They're disciplined. They're Mm going to be a disciplined team. You're not going to see a lot of mistakes. Those guys are going to come out, and they are going to be playing solid A to B type of football. So if Ohio State comes out, like you said, they're the better team. They've got the better athletes. There's no excuse for them to come out and be lackadaisical in my mind, but it's still something that I am concerned about. All right, They handed out some defensive awards last night in the Big Ten. He had a couple guys mentioned here, so we'll get right into it. Draymond Jones was named as a first-team defensive tackle on the All Big Ten yep, team, while Chase, so. yeah, absolutely, while Chase Young and Jordan Fuller earned second-team All Big Ten, <clears throat> excuse me, All Big Ten honors um, as that was revealed last night on BTN. So all of those guys, look, Jordan Fuller, especially him being able to hold down the four in the safety position yep. where it was very, very shaky all year long, he deserves all type of love. But Draymond Jones, this is why you came back last year, right? Sure. Fine-tune your game, get ready for the NFL. I know he kind of mentioned out there last week that that's going to be his last game on Saturday in the shoe. Then he had to, re- you know, bring that back on Twitter. Look, we know what that means. He's gone, right? He's going to go make some good money in the NFL and probably be a heck of a player while doing that. Now, Chase Young, this is a guy that you and I put a lot on this year because we know what's in there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't I wouldn't say his season's been disappointing. Of course it's not. It and you lose great.
0: you lose a guy like Nick Bosa because, you know, of a freak injury at TCU. You right. lose a guy like that. Chase Young's production is going to go down. Of course it's just, it that's is. That's what's going to happen. When you start shading two, three guys to Nick Bosa, yep. that allows you another guy to get free run at the quarterback. And now instead of Nick Bosa being double and triple teamed, you got a guy in Chase Young who's being double and triple teamed who's probably never seen that in, in his, his life. life. Right. And I think what Chase Young has been doing – in those circumstances, yeah. he's been he's, he's been, been great. solid. Yeah. He's
1: been really solid. So I have no beef at all with him. I just can't wait to see him next year because of what you just talked about. And now he knows what it's going to be like when you get Cooper and all those guys back. And he's going to be the main focus of every offensive line unit next year. So all those guys definitely deserved a lot of love from the Big Ten. They got that Ohio State punter uh, Drew Christman also received second team All Big Ten honors as a punter, which to me is kind of crazy because I thought he's had a phenomenal year. Uh, he put out a little tweet saying he doesn't really care because he got the gold pants again. So that sure. was a good thing too. So it's hilarious. I'm here for the punter trash all, all day long. So I believe what tonight being the offensive awards will come out. Yeah. tonight. Yeah, so they, we'll talk, come out okay. around
0: four, 4 30, 5 o'clock. Cool. Yep. We'll
1: talk about that uh, tomorrow being let them know about sling TV. And then we'll hit on this Buckeye game that we're uh, Buckeye hoops game. We're going to tonight.
0: Yeah, Matt, you don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels? You never watch when you just want to see your team win. Well, sling TV is the best way for you to watch college football for only $30 a month. You get ESPN, PAC 12, SEC, and more streaming on your big screen and all of your favorite devices. Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and the best part is you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV and check our guys out. You are locked on Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts locked on. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. I'm
1: excited about this game. Me too. I, I'm very excited. You got a legendary coach coming in to your arena, Jim Bayheim And look, I know he's rubbed a lot of people the wrong way, and rightfully so. The guy doesn't seem like he's the very, really a nice dude. But he for, doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be. Right. So tonight, what the biggest thing is, Are they going to shoot the ball well from the perimeter? Because you know, with this famous zone defense, that's what it's going to force you to do. And look, I feel encouraged about that because what we've seen from Dwayne Washington Jr., Keyshawn Woods, CJ Jackson can light it up from three. I know he's been a little up and down in the last couple games as far as scoring goes, but that's going to be the big thing for me tonight being when we're sitting in those seats watching this game is how are they going to shoot from the perimeter and... Can they limit the turnovers? Because that's what it's going to be. They're going to force you into some tough lanes. And it's got, when you have to break that press, you got to make sharp, crisp passes. So, can they shoot the ball well from three, limit the turnovers? And the big thing, get the ball into the middle of the paint. That's yep. how you break down that zone. Caleb Wesson, uh, the big man for Ohio State, he should be able to get busy down there in the middle of the paint today. Now, I know the big man for Syracuse, the 7-2 center, he's going to go tonight. Give me the name again. Yeah, Chukwu. I don't know Pascal, his first name. Chukwu. Pasquale yeah. Pass. That's so... Sc- Chukwa is his last name. Yeah, there we Sorry, go. Chukwa a lot totally It's there. fine. Chukua, but he's a big cat. He's going tonight, and that's going to be a big boost for them. They did get their point guard. Um their starting point guard back a couple games ago. He's still going to get his legs under him. So no, it's going to be buzzing in there tonight and also during halftime they're going to honor a guy that uh, some of you Buckeye fans may know by the name of Thad Mata. So it should be fun tonight.
0: Yeah, absolutely Will and great for Thad, you know, coming back. It's a free student game. If you're a student, you're listening to this, please go to that game tonight. Yes. Just, just go. I mean, pack pack that sucker out. ACC Big Ten Challenge. This man, team deserves it, man. Absolutely, they're number 16 in the country and we're like begging you to go to the it's game. unexcusable. Come get on. Get there. Go to the game. Get, there. get your ass over over there right. And go to that basketball game. For me, I think there's two big points for this uh, for Ohio State. You nailed one of them is limit the turnovers. If you don't have your way uh, and you start being sloppy with that ball, Maddie, I mean, it could be a long night for you, especially when this is a defense that doesn't give up a lot of points. And number two for me is rebounding. Get the boards yep. because Crash. every pos- every extra possession you give Syracuse is really like two missed possessions for you because their defense is going to be that good. You have to cherish every single possession that you get tonight, and so it's going to be great. Uh, that zone defense, Syracuse, is a long team they have big wingspans yeah. they are going to close down all the angles on you you need to be crisp tonight i know they dropped out of the top 25 but this is a top 25 team i said it last night on the buckeye show i'll say it again beat the three c's beat creighton beat cincinnati and beat Q's.
1: oh i like that Triple i c's. mean i know it's no okay. i know it's no, I, syracuse the orangeman i got them go. all right we'll be in there tonight We'll have a recap for tomorrow. We'll start dialing in more of this Ohio State Northwestern game because look, they're playing for a championship, man. That's right. You're playing for some ice, playing for some trophies, baby. It's time to get busy. Ohio State should be able to do that against Northwestern. We will be back tomorrow. It's freezing cold in here. It's freezing cold outside. Everybody, stay, uh, stay, stay nice <laughs> and warm. And shout out to uh, my man Gucci uh-huh. Man in the studio. We'll be back tomorrow. Peace.